0: Nice intro for the morning Fresh off a cold stay cold (laughs) Cheese What up doc? You know this gonna be the last one for like the next two years Nah I give it (laughs) up Caffeine morning show Sticks We gonna do this thing like this I hope they ready Yeah black, Yeah, I picked this beat smooth skin is black, oh. Caffeine, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, Pepsi Cocaina, how I'm gonna start this I mean, Doc been complaining for so long So what the heck Sticks on the drop, let's rock it Rock like Jay, the billionaire Oh, <laughs> Marlo Is a billion up in them pants Cause you think like the air would be If Farrakhan ran into the Ku Klux Klan I base my skill on the scale from zero to Jesus But if Mohammed be the highest Only Allah can see sticks I mean this Economic completeness Resources all good is just a band-aid I'm trying to be the doctor for elevated solutions My health care is all they give us is Medicaid's the virus uh, You can see clear through your eyelids A cup of the morning show will fix your iris They teach us to hate the IRS Black wealth is a myth The black queen is a trick But all that is a trick Spend your check on the whip? Nah Get a duplex, renovate, then flip uh, Smooth D, I'm just trying to uplift like the face on Kris Jenner, I'm just trying to uplift Like the hips on Marlowe, oh, we talked about that But my skin is black, I'm just speaking the facts, yeah Stock tips on my IG story I can bet my stock tip this year My story, about to be everywhere TV and on no film, guess we have to wait and see Doc already tried to tell him Tried to tell him, soldier boy, who you? Got the Draco, about to let it go, boo Damn, what happened to rap? Crackhead is the king, the new spot is the trap I remember singing used to be R&B I remember when our heroes was QEP They say it's evolution, but nah, this is pollution Designed by higher-ups, disguising it as solutions Streaming, taking over, destroying the independence. They owned by the labels, I dare you to make a living you chain bright. right? Well, what can we expect? We was killed for knowing how to read and write And that's facts Never leave you a cap Caffeine Morning Show. Start you off with that. God. Sticks. Hey, yo, Doc, man. Um, It's like the 95th drop in like a year, so you might have to run with this for like the next two years. Smooth D just running back like three or four times and people might learn something. Marlo, I didn't get your name, you know, confused this time. I know who you are now. Caffeine Morning Show. Sticks. Think watch. AM Caffeine Show. AM
1: Caffeine Show. It's your boy, D-O-C.
2: It's your girl, Marlo J.
3: And DJ Smooth Deep.
1: Man, today, let me tell you what we got going on. First off, before we actually get into what today's show is, let me give a mad shout out to our guest from last week, R-L, um, from Next, dropped a brand new EP. He came in on Friday.
3: Banger.
1: And um, the, the project is super dope, four songs. You can find that now at justrl.com. Just RL.com, brand new EP. And uh, apparently, you know, I, I thought that I received proper information, but I guess I was wrong. Uh-huh. Apparently Marlo J. Uh-huh.
2: was
3: the
1: inspiration behind. Oh, okay. This EP.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for saying that you were wrong.
1: No, I, I I was definitely wrong. But then, when I really when I thought about it, I was like you do have a big booty, so I could see how that could be an inspiration.
4: First
2: for of all, uh, such a project. Second just
1: of so all, that's, I'm actually giving you your flowers.
2: No, that's not flowers. By just saying of of course, of course, he liked her because she has a big ass. That's you not.
1: You don't have a big ass.
2: That has nothing to do with why he loves me so.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it have been, it can't be your winning personality. But at <laughs> any rate, today, let me tell you, um, this is a show that I've been trying to put together for a minute, man. Um, these two guys that um are my guests today, and one isn't even necess- isn't a guest because he's been with us before. Um, but these are two dance legends who I consider to be icons, definitely like pillars for what street dance is today. They help pave the way for artists maybe, you know, Chris Brown, uh, Omarion, Usher. Without these dancers and their styles that they laid down in the foundation, we wouldn't know uh, these artists as dancers as far as I'm concerned. Um, they've worked with everybody collectively. They've worked with everybody from Michael Jackson to Madonna to Chris Brown to Janet Jackson. Like, the list goes on as far as the biggest artists that we've ever seen that have ever uh, walked the planet, man. These two gentlemen have worked with them. Um, Did this iconic movie in 1984. It's crazy that it's so long ago. They're like 98 now. Um, But (laughs) Breaking is definitely... I- iconic film, man, and it came out in 1984 and actually did better than 16 Candles with uh, Molly Ringwall, which was a cult classic. Today we're talking about the legendary movie Breaking, the one and only Shabadoo and Poppin. Pete in the building today, boy! Yes. <laughs> pew, pew,
4: pew, pew, pew.
1: So before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to some of the um the other co-stars. Uh, in the movie that weren't able to make it today shout out to uh boogaloo shrimp shout out to to bruno uh poppin taco um anna sanchez lollipop and uh what's my girl special k's name what's the white girl's name again what was her name there it is shout her out as well um
2: none of those characters excuse me I don't remember any of those characters. Well, that's probably because you
1: didn't do your research and watch the film. But we'll talk about <laughs> that later. I gave I you some homework. I
2: film. I, I don't remember homework. Poppin' Taco.
3: No, he's calling out their, like, real names. Their real names.
1: The
2: characters in the movie.
1: Yeah. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Uh, that,
2: Carry on. He didn't understand.
1: <laughs> At any rate, today, man, Poppin' Pete, Shabadoo, thank you for, you know, joining us today. And oh, I boy. watched Breaking Again last night and some of it today and watching it i had no idea at the time that it would be so instrumental and inspire so many people across the world like what that film did for dance across the world is remarkable um at the time when you guys were shooting it did you realize that it would be so important across the world internationally? Did you, did you understand that at the time? Chad?
5: Well, um, okay, I'll weigh in. Um, I had been around for a minute and so I've had some experience and inkling what was about to go down. I really did. Um, Behind the scenes, I had developed a creative relationship with Yo Silver, the director of the film. Uh, and he was brought in from Tel Aviv to basically save the picture. It was uh, in the hands of Alan Debovall and uh, David Zito. His uh, pseudonym is, uh, I think, Charles Parker. Charles Parker, he chose that name because he was ashamed of the movie. In any case, uh, when when I met with him, uh, he basically asked me, you know, what is this movie about? I don't understand what it's about just, you know, a bunch of kids dancing in the street. You know, what's it about? I said, in a word, recognition. He said, that, that's the movie. And so as we started to kind of work our way through the creative process, uh, Jaime Rogers was brought in as the choreographer. And that's when everything kind of gelled and kind of came together in terms of the narrative that was driving the film. Not the dancing, the dancing was already there. The, the dancers that were always amazing and they will always be amazing. So that, that, that didn't need any help. What we needed was a story that would take advantage of the great and incredible dancers that were, were involved. So as we started working through it and after the first day of shoot, I turned to my then wife, uh, Lila Roshan, uh, she's in the opening sequence there, and uh, so Lila so I asked me, I said, "Roshan, what are you think about it?" And she said, "Wow!" And I said, this "Is this gonna be a hit?" I knew, I, I, I just knew. And you know the thing is, when you when you're around a a, a an amount of creative people that were involved in the picture, and I'm talking now from the talent point of view. There was such a rush and such an energy people had something to say. They wanted to, they wanted to their their stories to be told and, and much different than, than today. People want to be admired, they want they want to they want fame at any cost. But they really don't have a message. It is it, it certainly don't have any message as powerful as Black Lives Matter, for instance. But we did. We always felt like our Black Lives Mattered and especially when it came to expressing ourselves on the dance floor. And that's where we really shine. So to make that very long story short, oh yeah, I knew we had something amazing.
3: What about you, Pete?
5: Well, I, I was brought
3: in uh, into the movie uh, later. So of course, when I got there, you know, my god I mean, honestly, I, I did it. I did it, uh, honestly, I
4: did it somebody's
1: echoing. Somebody's echoing. Okay, try I'm sorry, Pete, go ahead. Maybe that's better.
3: Uh can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. yeah So you know, I had like when I came in, like I said, um I had a a different view of it because I came in way late, way later. I, you know, uh, the date through Shabadoo and then Shab, uh, them as uh, putting in a rival group uh, group of guys to, to rival them. So that was wasn't
1: there. the you guys being rivals wasn't in the initial mm-hmm. part of the story.
3: No, I don't think uh, so. What? Go ahead, Shab, because I came in
1: no,
5: no, way no. after. Okay, certainly there was a rival in the initial screen, uh, but we didn't have rivals that could rise to the occasion. That uh-huh. was the problem, And that was something that needed to be handled because here it is, we had a very powerful uh, protagonist, you know, dance crew. However, we didn't have our antagonists. Who are those guys and are they good enough? So essentially, which was remarkable, Pop and P, which is we're we're part of an extended family that yes. that dates back to Egypt. Anyway, um, so it was we actually had to be friends battling each other because our true nemesis never we weren't. Uh, I don't want to insult anyone, but didn't really have the refinement that we have because it didn't have all the shows. That we had under our belt uh-huh. not that they weren't talented they just lacked the refinement so Pop and taco just give you an idea of and taco and there it is with uh, poppin and taco and poppin Pete on the beach in uh in venice beach when they first approached us right and they were, they were just outstanding you know <laughs> Pop and Pete, i mean we're talking about ringo you know uh, and Jesse James or something <laughs> <The> <laughs> equivalent of these two guys. So uh, Doc Holliday or something. So in any case, um, it was so amazing. They did their solo and then, you know, and, and they said, cut, whatever. And Poppin' and Taco eases up next to me and he said, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. What did he say? He said, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, I really. I didn't mean to disrespect you. I said, Taco, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got caught up in the, in the moment. I said, Taco, I said, I, I don't take this personally We you're doing the movie. It's, I didn't think you would disrespecting me. I said, you keep disrespecting me. That means that you're doing well, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so they, they yeah, they, 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 the, the electoral rock, if you will, was in the script, but in body and soul and spirit that needed, that cup needed to be filled. Right. Of course the two gentlemen we're talking about more than filled the cup, the the cup runneth over. Right. So Pete, so you came in, like you said, you came in
1: after the film had already started, you know, production had already started. Right. Um, How was it, for you like the first day that you get on set like what was what was that experience after you're coming into something that was already the train had already left you know had already left the station
3: well you know nervous as hell of course Uh, you know trying to trying to remember lines that was the most agonizing point of it because the dancing was the easiest because they just let they just let us go and and actually we and the battle scene, we never re- really rehearsed. We just went off, you know. And, and we knew in the in the plot of what what should happen, but everyone danced their butts off. It was not one of those, you know. I'm gonna, hey, Sha, I'm gonna come up to you and choreograph this part, and you do this. Nah, that's not. We we hit it on a real on real uh, real time notes. Um, but me coming on the set, yes, I knew, you know, everybody on the set practically, especially all the other than the the, the Everyone else I've worked with uh, been knowing, you know, like I said, me and Shia have been knowing each other since uh, Egypt was built. So <laughs> um, it was exciting and just a nerve. So it's like almost like I had to step my game up to that next level, which which is the acting part. Yeah, I can act a fool at home, but you know, I am, Doc. But when you start reading these lines, have to remember these lines or have to remember being on this spot at this certain time of, of it was excruciating for me, man. It was like, okay, what the hell? When am, am I doing this right? Of course, when I actually seen the movie, I, I figured I wasn't doing anything right. But, <laughs> you know. And then and just a side note about that, and, and, and we may talk about this how nervous I was. There's a scene on the, when Taco and I walked up on the, the liquor store scene, we had uh, uh, with the guys with uh, Ozone and Turbo, and Taco is is saying his lines. The only way I knew to go in is I am lipping his lines. You watch the movie again on that scene. I'm going good.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, being a girlfriend,
3: the dancer, like I was like on some. I'm nervous and I'm trying to, you know, try to be hardcore looking, trying to be cool. But underneath all that, I was sweating bullets. I'm gonna get fired tonight. I know I'm going off. That's how I felt. So, but it was wow. cool. It was fun, man. It was fun and one of the best experiences. How
1: how long did you shoot, like how many days of shooting was, was those scenes for you, those battle scenes, like how how long was did you shoot for?
3: Hmm. Did we shoot? I think some of them was just a couple of days. I mean, on the real, like I said, we did it in real time. So you're talking right. about people who were seasoned. Oh, real battles. This isn't, you know, of course, they want us to, oh, you want us to act battle? No, we do this. For real, so right. so for us, just just tell you know. Uh, of course, Joel, the, the director, is saying this is this is where you start, this is where you end, this is what's gonna happen, and pretty much everything was organic. We was we was going going at it. Uh, so you know, most two days that I remember, it was like two days to, to do do the shoots.
5: I don't know, Shad, what you think? I don't. I can't. You know. Well, uh, you know. I, I, you, I, First of all, I want i really want to compliment you for having the courage to really tell it the way it was. You know, that night I have a vivid memory, and I remember that 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 night uh, on the street corner in front of the liquor store. Um, very young, poppin pig. Can he get down? Absolutely. But this is this is a new thing to him, right? So. I remember he 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 was he was very nervous and um, and I, and then he was like you know oh, okay and he was like trying to say his lines and trying to you know get it together and I, and I spoke to him a little bit I said you know yep. Pete Pete you don't have to act this movie's about us this movie's about us just go on and be yourself because that's what they really want and I knew that. Uh, they weren't looking for thesbians or anything <laughs> like that. So you, know, so, you know, all you had to do is realize that we had walked this walk many times, like, as Pete said. You know, we didn't, you know, I didn't. we called it going up against someone. Uh, we didn't, we weren't, I yep. wouldn't use terminology like I'm gonna battle with you or whatever. Um, <laughs> just go up against somebody. Anyway, yep. um, yeah, I'm gonna go up against you. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do yep. you kind of thing. But so- Or burn you, we use words like this. So- I'll Burn you? <laughs> you, you no, know, so I'm gonna go up against you. Anyway, so so, Pete, he was nervous, but here's a compliment. He rose to the occasion. Um, he he, What you see in that movie, when you see it in Breaking, is you see Hopping Pete, the the real person, is, is the way he is, you know, the way I saw him then. Um, and, and so that's what they wanted, and I, and I think mission accomplished. He delivered at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Yes, nervous is something new for him. Of course, we see as you know, Kung Fu Lu or whatever those characters. <laughs> Karate Lu or whatever I don't mean. well, know. Karate those,
3: Lu. What is it? Karate Lu. Lu. No,
5: Karate Lu. Karate. Okay, it's, I said Kung Fu Lu. Anyway, <laughs> see, I'm I'm just a black person. Anyway, so. He—he uh, he, he, not like he was now. You know, we can play all those different characters we see and enjoy on on social media. But it, it, but he—he was—he was honest, and so in that way, uh, mission accomplished.
3: Hey, right, Thank you, know you that's, Thank yeah, you. No, I, I feel good now. I can watch the movie with a better eye now. I'm proud of you. Thank you.
1: So, needless to say, Pete, that was your first on-screen acting gig is you know having lines and things of that nature right so when you got that job you didn't have an agent like how did how did it
3: happen that's Shab one i think suggested me and uh uh, and i just got a call from the production from uh golden golden globus production one day i was living in fresno i just got really i've been back from london for about six about four months i got a I call and actually, I thought the call was a prank call because I heard about the movie being filmed when I was we were in London and and then they said, Oh, yes, you um, was recommended by Shabadoo to play a part. And, and they said, You have speaking roles on the phone. I remember when the lady said, From the she said, And you have speaking roles. And immediately from that point, I started sweating. (laughs) Wait, wait, you mean I'm actually get the it's dialogue? Yes, it's you know you guys are doing you know you're doing multiple scenes. I'm going, wait a minute, hold on. And I was that point, I knew I was like I have to to rise to occasion. Plus, I needed to do the movie because I was straight up broke. Right. So I was like, I had to say so. I, I nervously. Said yeah okay I and I came in and immediately pretty much went straight from the plane to the set in a sense and uh, and it's the magic just started happening and I was like you know to look back over thirty years thirty years plus years later I'm going right wow, I was a part of that at twenty I was twenty three years old what was non-union. your pay what what did you get paid for that I think I I just I think I, it was a non union movie so I think totally I all. Uh, I think I shot I think I only shot for a month and a half or maybe almost two months, I think. I think I ended up only making about sixteen thousand. Say only, but that was for me. Oh back I, then, you know, that's some paper. Oh I, I oh I moved into my own apartment at that point. And I was <laughs> like, I moved out of my mama's house. Wow. Like, Mama, I think not stay here no more. I got sixteen G's. I'm getting my own apartment.
5: Well I, again, Doc, I, I have intimate knowledge of how that whole thing went down. Yes, you know, and I've had some some other interviews uh, and I've explained to them in detail, which I won't bore you with. So I'll give you the broad strokes here. Broad strokes is and I kind of liken it to. uh, A sort of Michael Corleone move in those days, you know, street dancers like the Wild Wild West, a lot of gunslingers, no organization. So I kind of I put together a syndicate. The syndicate consisted of uh, a variety of different and separate groups in their own, but collectively we made up the syndicate, if you know how syndication works in the mafia. So like the, like the EB's, Electric Boogaloo was a syndicate, part of the syndicate in their own sort of, had their own sort of territory, if you will, and their own chieftain. And that was true for other ones. So I was able to pull them all together into a syndication where we would be uh, more powerful. So uh, with that power that I yield, I had a lot of power back then. I could dictate who was gonna be cast as who. Yep. So When they said, well, who's gonna be in this?" I said, the only people that can even, even stand in the same room with us would be Poppin' Taco, Poppin' Pete, or someone like that. And he was like, do you want them? I said, yeah you go get them. And, right. and then I got Anna, I uh, got Boogaloo Shrimp. Uh, essentially, I had the Shabadoo crew and extended members and asso- by associations were the EBs. So, of course, I would go to my extended family members first and try to fill those roles. But to answer your question about the pay, uh, it was a SAG signatory film. It was mm-hmm. union, but the contract I think that what P had was, and I'm pretty sure, P had what it is called, referred to as a drop-in-pickup. A drop-in-pickup uh, 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 contract allows them to work you for some days, and then some days you didn't work, but then those days that you didn't work, you didn't get paid. Right. Because he made so much money is because we did a lot of overtime. They worked us like horses, yeah. yeah. you know what I'm saying? It was It was a grueling shoot. And we had to shoot it in, like, 14 days. uh, The entire movie. The whole movie? We were literally, we were literally. I didn't know that. Let me tell you. We were handed pages on the set. We were doing the scenes in real time. They were taking that footage to dailies, if you know how dailies work. Go to dailies. And then straight to editing while we're still making the movie. So by the time we wrapped the movie, the movie was completed. Wow. You know typically, why though? I don't it, even know why. Typically, it's better to, you know, you have an actual development, and yeah. then you have a pre-production, then you have a production, and a post-production, and, and sweetening, and all that stuff. Well, no. We went right from, you know, you uh, your casting to uh, post-production. <laughs> hey, whoa, uh, what part of this movie uh, it, it, what are we doing? They would say, Don't worry about it, we'll give you pages tomorrow. So, literally, we would walk on set and then we would just hand you your pages. Boom, Here your pages. And we were like, Oh my god, how are you gonna memorize three or four pages? They were yeah. like, Just get the prompt strings, so, you know. so, I was just making up stuff sometimes. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, did too. I was like, You know, hey man, you know, you know, you know I'm gonna cut them. And you know, the thing is that uh, when Pete approached us, right, so Pete and Taco approached us, Electra Rock. I didn't have real dialogue, and if I did, I didn't remember what it was. So they said something to me, and I said, hey, I think I hear your mama calling you. (laughs) That wasn't in the script. (laughs) I think I heard that one time. Uh, as a you know, a little okay, a little black kid running around the green green projects in Chicago, and it was always in the streets. Like man, your mama calling you, or
4: yeah.
5: And I think I heard your mama call. because see because we didn't have cell phones. Your mama go out on the porch and you call your name, boy.
3: Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. We would
5: like a dog whistle. That's my mama's voice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just dis- you can distinguish the difference between somebody else's mama and your mama, two miles away. Like we were like, like it was like our dog whistle.
3: Exactly.
5: I kinda just used that. Saying that we were saying all the time, just as a black kids saying, I think I had your mama calling you that man, get on home, boy, and that kind of
4: stuff. Yeah. It's
1: hilarious. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's time for the AM Cafe Morning Show.
3: caffeine morning show
1: i know marlo had a couple questions go ahead marlo
2: i want to know um one did you go okay so what what was your um your role in the development of the movie because it seemed like you had you had a lot of power in terms of who to hire so were you part of the development of the movie of the storyboard or
5: yes unequivocally
2: so did, so did someone come to you and say, hey, I want to do a movie about this new dance trend?
5: No. So with, with, break with, in. Well, kind of. <laughs> but, but not with the sweet voice that you just said. <laughs> uh, but, no, right before we did Breaking, I had put together a documentary project. The documentary project is called Breaking and Entering. And I sold this idea to Topper Carew. At Rainbow Productions, you know, Top of Guru, executive produced The Martin Show. Martin right. Show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with his Rainbow Productions. So we, meaning me, I was in charge of the talent coordinating and I sold him the idea of the show. It right. was my first executive role. So everybody who's in that video, you're gonna find the most, most. I'm gonna say 90% of the people that are in that video are in Break It. Or, or our rival movies like uh, Body Rock, uh, like uh, maybe like uh, Body Rock, we had uh, Stephen Nichols, rest okay. in peace. And Stephen Nichols, uh, Skeeter Rabbit was in that film with my ex-wife, Lila Roshan, by the way. So that so uh, so everyone who's involved with us always had some involvement with other movies that weren't the breaking movies, but it may have been this movie or that movie or what have you. So yeah, that uh documentary served as the blueprint for the breaking film. So David Zito and, and those guys and Alan Debois t- seized on that idea, but they still didn't know how it works. You know, this is this is so true for what is going on in the world anyway, in terms of cultural appropriation. They 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 want our, our work, they want our our art, but they don't want us. Right. <laughs> you know, necessarily. Uh, and they don't they don't care to figure out why we do what we do. They just like imitating what we do. But uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, 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 use a quote from Crazy Legs Crazy Legs and I uh, from Rocksteady Crew. We were having a conversation not that long ago, and it's, you know we were talking about you know this very conversation. How do you get to do what we do? And so most people, they want our work, but they don't want our pain. And he said, our pain is our flavor. So they want our work, but they don't want our pain. They want our, they want our, our accolades, but they don't want our struggle. Right. See? So uh, what, what makes us us is our pain, our ability to transform this oppression into something beautiful. Only black people can do that. And only black people have done that. And is and I know it within this culture. I don't care what they what they're doing over there making paintings or whatever. I'm talking about in this work.
2: Okay, okay now this is a
5: direct product of our, our pain. So yes, when when the break-in film came along, I was that go-to guy mm-hmm. to figure out what are going what is going to be the pieces. To put this puzzle together. And so I worked with them intensely. I didn't get the credit for it, but I worked with them until we had the kind of movie that I thought we could be proud of. And I'm proud of Breaking. Not so proud of Breaking 2, but proud of Breaking. Right.
2: So you were part of Breaking 2 as well? Yes, I did.
5: Well, yes. I controlled that too. But the thing is, but I wasn't, but I didn't control the lime green. In the fluorescent yellow. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you know, I, I
1: saw that. I watched that again last night and turned it off.
5: I'm, I'm not, big, you know, unless, unless you unless you're working for Ben and Jerry's, that's the. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Okay, but but here, but you know, here's the thing. They almost had it right. In embedded in the Breaking Two movie is a really great idea. The great idea is anti gentrification. Uh-huh. It changed the application of our neighborhood. If you look at that storyline, that part worked, but it's the application that failed. Right. Not the idea. The idea was wonderful. Let's use dancing in a very powerful way. Let's use dancing in a social dynamic. Let's use dancing in a social activism way. We did that. We did that very well. My heartbreak came when they refused to pay uh, Pop and Taco and uh, Pop and Pete the fee I felt they deserved to have in the second film. That's why we have a new set of Nemesis in the second film. And I also hired them too. They were my third choice, not my first.
1: Or second.
5: Or, or even second. My first choice, <laughs> my first, it was third. My first choice was Pop and Pete and and, and, uh, Pop and Taco. And they should have paid them. Now, I just want to let you know, Pete, I know how, how, how awful that situation was because in my mind it was disrespectful, but here, here's the thing and I wanna let you know because most people don't know. I was actually fired from Breaking 2. Mm. I was fired from Breaking 2 because I wanted more money as well. Right, right. And so, they, at the Cannes Film Festival, when our movie is making like more than a million or two million back then, Per day, They didn't want to pay me, so they were trying to recast me. And so for a week, I sat in a room by myself. Shrimp had already agreed. Lucinda had already agreed to do breaking two. They were going to find a new ozone, and I was okay with it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be paid slave wages doing breaking two. That's not going to happen. And so I held my guns, but I, you know, I finally got everything I wanted. So if anybody's listening to this, understand that I'm not telling you because I'm this superhero, because I'm going to also tell you this. When I was alone, I cried about it. (laughs) I really did, you know. It broke my heart because I had to walk away from something that I helped build. But you know what? My principles outweigh uh, momentary riches. I have to be respected for my work. And I and I tell everyone else they should do that too. You have you should be willing to stand for what you believe in. Know your value, and so I did it, and I, I almost suffered a, a sudden death for it, but I didn't. Right. So I respect Pete's decision. I respect uh, that he decided not to do it because they, they weren't going to pay him what he was worth. So uh,
4: you
3: yeah, have- I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to chime on time on and that because what. With- like, Shab, what you don't know, okay, they, they had me to come in to, they called me in to read for the lead part for Literal Rock, who, okay, me and Taco was part of this, the Literal Rock was this duo. You know, of course, in that first break, we didn't know there was we was part of a crew. So, they said, Pete, come in, we're, on front. we're bringing people to to read for the lead part of Literal Rock, I said, oh, we have, a, we have a leader. He said, and the lady hit me, he said, yes. I said, "Cool." So I came. I uh, came back from Fresno. Went to the office, read, and then they, you know, of course, after about a week, they called me and say, "Well, you didn't get the you didn't get the part, but now you're you're no longer uh, Lettr' Rock. You're on Shabadoo's uh, uh, you know, the uh, TKO." And I said, "But how does that work? How did that happen? Yeah." So and and then the lady was saying, "Well." And I said, but that doesn't make sense. She said, um, then I went, I don't know. And then, and I said, it was about the money. And I said, and then she said, well, well, this is what we can do for you, Pete. And I, she said, and when she said this to me on this phone, that to this day, it haunts me. She said, the day, the day of the shoot days that you shoot on screen will give you $100 more than you would. I, I said, and I'm 24, then I went, I'm cool. I said, well, uh, um, nah, I ain't, I'm, nah, I'm good. I said, plus, and then she said, and plus you guys don't have any lines. Oh, so we went from the first movie having lines to mutes. So we just, now we just atmosphere. Like, oh, isn't that the two guys that was on the other, opposite team that's over there now? And when she said that, I said, I'll have to respectfully decline this offer and y'all have a great film. And I I walked away and said I'm good. Wow! That's How all. did
1: you feel about that, Pete? Like, I mean, obviously, looking back, you you made the right decision. Mm-hmm. But at that time, when you hung up, did you like, dang, did I make the right decision, or were nah, you like, I'm I, cool with it, and I'm not looking nah, for There
3: Was there was there was there was no sleepless nights. There was no. And this is before the movie started. I mean, I don't I don't know what the right and what what really for one was really a, a kind of. Was felt disrespected because at the end, you know, at the, at the end of the breaking movie, and I'm watching. I was I was I was in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and we the first day of the movie. We all went and we was doing this tour. Went all went to the theater, saw the movie. You know, I was like, oh man, now I'm tripping because that's not the music we dance to. Oh, it's an overdub. I'm thinking, why are we getting ready to dance off Irresistible Bitch? We getting ready to dance off a Cameo. Uh, what is this music? So I was like. I'm confused. I actually called office. Like, what, what happened? Uh, we couldn't get the release, so they didn't want to pay the, the artist. I'm already cool. I mean, cool. But at the end of the movie, they said, break into Electric Boogaloo, and I went off. Off, because of Boogaloo. That's 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 our name. Right. What, are you, what are y'all doing? Right. So I called the office again. And this is a story that Shab probably never heard, and maybe a lot of people, some people heard it. So I called. Uh, Global and Globus saying, Y'all cannot use our name. And they said, You guys in copyrighted. Wow. I said, I was like, Wow. I said, But it's written in many, you know, we had magazines, we had articles. So I called a lawyer. I said, Well, I'm suing y'all. Uh-huh. I called a lawyer, and you know, and, and I remember the day, and this is what this man told me on the phone. He said, Do you have money? I said, now, nah. He said, well, you're gonna you gonna go uh, go against a big production company who have millions. So he said I'm gonna I said he said I'ma do you I'm gonna do you I'm gonna give you something free. I said, and he said, I want you to listen to me, I'm gonna give you something free. So you and your name is let you right? I said it's been let you booger for since we started. He said, put an S on it. Electric Boogaloo. That's why we are now, from 1984, uh, 85, basically, I had to change the name to from Electric Boogaloo because it was breaking to Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. which is our name, how we started, which actually that's another story that happened because yeah. our name wasn't that. that. That was given to us, actually. Yeah. Dabidu and, and Jeff, Jeff Kutash. That's, yeah. you know, so that's a whole other story. So, but that's our name then. But he said, put an S on it and have a good day because you will not win. I said, and that's when we came, we became the electric book a lose. Wow. Because of that conversation with that attorney. Yeah, with that attorney, because he said, you don't have any money. You got to go against them. He said, yeah, you got articles with your name, but it's going to be hard. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard to, to, to win if you don't have the money. And then he wasn't going to do it pro bono. So right. he said, he, said, he said, put an S on it, patented as a uh, you know, copyrighted as let you book a lose. That's what wow. we did. So, that's the whole story. Because I didn't understand why they was using our name and no one actually came to us. And even even in the respect of them said, hey, we're going to, you know, I know this is our name. Like, we never got a call. We never got an apology. We never got anything. We just said, break into it, let you i electric like, And everybody who, even it was me, Steve, uh, my brother, Becky, all we were doing this show and a bunch of other people. And we all was at the screen looking at each other saying, are we in this movie? Right. That's the things for us. So I don't. I don't know, Shab. You ever heard that that, that story? So,
5: wow. No, no. no, no, no I, cert, I certainly did. And and, and yeah. you know, here's a learning. We're at a learning point right now. How copyright situations actually exactly. work.
4: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
5: And, and, you know. Okay. The, the we know that a group exists named the Electric Boogaloo. Right. Okay. We know that. Uh. But what happened is, and this is just from being excited because I know about the lockers too, because we got screwed in that one too. Because, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, can you imagine someone calling themselves the uh, the Hairy Beatles? Wait a minute. Uh, you're going to put, just because you put another name in front of us, in front of the name. So so you got these locker rooms all over the world talking about I'm so and so locker. I'm so and so like, no, you're not. It's only the lockers, you know, and then, you know, but that's a whole other conversation. But here's the learning point it became known within the world that there's a dance called electro boogaloo. <laughs> and when you have that kind of way, what they were, where they, they were using it, not in a title sense, but in the terms of how, of a particular dance. So it would be like if they was, if someone had a group called the twist, but there's also a dance called the twist. You don't know which one it is because the word itself, used in that way, you could get away with it. If they had said that the movie was the Boogaloo or something, then you might have, you would have had a stronger argument. But still, I was aware in that, in that, in those days that this problem had occurred. And I knew that the, uh, the threat of a lawsuit to Menachem who were basically criminals. uh, That, you know, you don't threaten you know what, you want to threaten Trump with a lawsuit? Really? Think about that. Because uh, you know, that's what he, he lived. That's his wheelhouse. You want to start, you want to start getting into lawsuit? With these, dudes, these people would drag you out to the middle of the ocean and drown you. You would not have enough time and money to, to protect yourself. Tony Basil is suffering from it with the lockers. We as the lockers are suffering from it. You have a show on BET called American Soul. They cop the lockers, our show. On soul train and didn't pay us a penny and ripped us off. <laughs> they're going to continue to do that. And here was, the, here was the goal which you're not maybe not aware of. P, the goal was not the use of your name or steal your name. the, the goal was was the beginning of cultural appropriation. What they wanted to do was recast the electri- uh, uh, electro rock as a white group wow but if you look at it it was as close to brown i could get it was like one drop of coffee and two gallons of cream in that group yeah steve Natario, which i work with we work with with uh nice. dance machine in my in my show with jeff putage called nice. dance class right you know that pete Okay, so look at this, Tarrio. You know that group, dude. That was Smokey, man. You know, know. Smokey. Okay, know. but look at that. Group. Okay, you look at that group. If you didn't know any better, you just see that three white guys. Right. Wow. Dino, look at Dino with the cane.
3: Exactly.
5: Think about it. That was the beginning of, and what we have now seen is the ending of that move. Look at step the step up movies. Look at the step up movies. Where's the black people in that movie? What, what, you know, they got characters named Moose. You know, when is the last street dancer you know named Moose? We don't call ourselves names like that. You're not <laughs> <laughs> you know, They Porky. Call, they, call, they call me Armadillo. <laughs> I, I, you know, so they, they don't know. In that movie, they have strange names like that. That's a very offbeat. But again, that was, that's the ending of the appropriation that was beginning. With and starting with the electric book and then wanting to now make them part of uh TKO and then and then recast electric the uh electro rock as more of a white crossover, right? Yeah, a, uh, I
1: mean,
3: Marlo J, yeah. go ahead, Pete. Go ahead, go ahead. no, no, so, I was gonna say because I guess it's because. the name Electric Boogaloo is never for us, it's just the name of a group. It's not a name of our dance. The name of the dance is boogaloo. We do boogaloo pop and scarecrow puppet. So when you when I heard that name, we that was never a thing that we were on. I never said we do an electric boogaloo dance. I said, I'm from a group called Electric Boogaloo and I, I pop, I boogaloo, I tick, I scarecrow, I puppet. So so when we say when it was never put out there and the only reason why, because again, when the name was given to us, our original name was Electronic Boogaloo Lockers. And the reason why, because we had to change the name because too long because we wasn't lockers. And Shabadoo, on the audition, of course, he's there. He's making the decisions because it's his show that we we're trying to audition for. Um, but when the name was given to us, it, it, for us, it's the title of a group, not a style of dance. Mm-hmm. So. For them to 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 not even to check that, because what the world was thinking was that on that on that part is not true. Because I even today I never call what I do is electric boogaloo dance. It's a group. It's called electric boogaloo that's doing these styles of dances within it. So so that's the whole thing for me that you know hearing that for the first time now because uh, I never heard heard that is you know uh for me it's like mm, you know for them to even do that not even to ask hey is that uh, is the world really doing this or should we ask the group is that actually the name of you guys dance should we classify that as called electric boogaloo dance or is that just your group name how say it's our group name this is the styles we do boogaloo uh, is a thing by itself yeah yeah, yeah. pete you're,
5: you're, you're absolutely right and i tell you what brother you're absolutely right, but honest people think the way you just said. That. Of course. Oh, I know what the crooks do. I just do. told you. <laughs> They're
4: criminals. Oh,
5: yes. Criminals don't have the life that you have. Kim- criminals don't think fair-minded. See, when you when you start talking dealing with the criminal mind, the criminal mind says, "You know, I do what I want to do." Exactly. And you have money fueling that criminal activity. Then you got crazy people, and so. Of course, the right thing would, to do would have been, hey, you, you guys, I know that's your name. Would it, would it be okay to use it? Or what do you think if we, we use a portion or whatever and got some sort of agreement? That's what honest people do. Right? Dishonest people say, I, it's mine, I take it. And I tell you right now, it happens more and more to our people than anyone else. All they have to do is see, it. it's like they saw you, they tell you one of your first shows was Hot City, uh cakes and those shows when they tried to uh seen you uh, with jeff when we were doing those type of tv shows midnight special even or whatever um people just saw the name so they associated the name with the dance and we're not talking about the people in the know because people like us we know oh that's not called the electro. we know that but the people that don't know it's like the same with wacky you know gay people didn't call it wacky Other people called it like so. There you go. Now you got this problem. You know, so now, you know, when that's what happens when we and so here's another learning. We must control our work. We must control our culture. The voice must come from us. Period. And no matter how they try to separate us, people will try to separate you from me, Pete. They would try to separate me from you, but we're the same DNA. We can't allow that to happen because in that separation, they exist. They cannot exist in in a vacuum if we're together. And if we say, no, no, at the end of the day, we're the ones who put in the hard work. We're the ones who did what we did to make it possible for everyone else, not for them to exist in our chaos or in in a vacuum in our separation. The more we do shows like this, and so I thank you, uh, Doc, for doing this, to to really take this, you know, I just want to walk down memory lane and talk about nostalgia, you know. I I want to talk about nostalgia how we can move forward as a people and and better ourselves and better ourselves for our children's children so we can leave wealth to them is much more important to me than talking about the craft service table, which was really great on the set by (laughs) the way. Yes, I want to talk about how we move forward and how do we take this moment, Pete, and, and unify our existence and not vilify one another, and especially in front of people while outside of our family affairs.
1: AM Caffeine Show. Be sure to uh, check out part two this Friday with our special guest, Poppin' Pete and Shabadoo from the iconic film, Breaking. Look, get it, Marlo. Pop, pop, pop. (laughs) (laughs) And and be sure to subscribe to the AM Caffeine Show on uh, YouTube. We need you guys to, we're trying to get those numbers up. Uh, We have so much great content, so make sure you follow the AM Caffeine Show on YouTube. Is that it?
2: Subscribe. Share. Thanks, Marlo. You're welcome.